0: You guys feeling this morning? Well, welcome to Relevant. I'm pumped to be here. Whether you're pumped to be here or not, maybe you got dragged here, maybe it's your first time here. No matter why you're here, we're excited that you're here. It's going to be an incredible morning. I know that God has something in store for us. You might be wondering who is this chick up here. We don't know who she is. So, for those who don't know me, my name is Pauline Bolima. I'm one of the servants here at Relevant Church. I'm married to our lead pastor, Pastor Jonathan. He has just been kind of around the world. He was preaching in Singapore the other week and um, uh, church in. Phoenix that he used to serve at asked him like months ago if he would come there this weekend to preach. So he preached last night there, and he has services going on this morning, so he sends his greetings, his love, and he asked me to preach. So being an obedient wife, um, I said, no, no, (laughs) no. And then I got checked by the Holy Spirit. I'm like, well, okay, Lord, if you want me to. (laughs) But um, actually, what's interesting, and I'm just going to point this out, he did buy me this jacket for my birthday this July. And he says that I don't wear things that he actually gets me, which, I mean, this is not exactly a summer jacket. So I waited to wear it for an appropriate season. So when you see him, you can say, hey, Pauline wears what you buy her, even though her taste is better than yours. So... Um, but I'm excited to get into the Word this morning. I truly, when he did ask me, I was like, no, I don't have time to do I don't have time to prepare our year-end. I work in a hospital in Loma Linda in fundraising, and year-end, you know, everyone wants to give. And so it's super busy. I have a one-year-old and a two-year-old, and, you know, they're pretty much losing their minds just because they're one and two. And so there's a lot going on. And what's interesting is a few weeks ago before he asked me, um, the other week, I, I had been reading in my Word. And I just, this word that God um, spoke to me just totally pulled out of the pages. You know when you've read something a lot and you're just like, oh man, maybe there is something that God wants me to share. So I'm super excited because even if this word isn't for you, it is for me. I needed to hear it. I needed to study it because it's something that I needed to check myself about. Is that okay to be real in church? Pastor's wife needs to get checked by the Holy Spirit. So um, I'm super excited. So um, we're actually just going to get right into it, and then I'm going to pray, and then we're just going to get rolling. So we're going to do something different. How do you guys all stand up? Shake it off. I know you're a little tired. Still, how many of you still eating leftovers from Thanksgiving? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> But um, if we can get the verse up on the screen, we're just going to stand in his presence as we read um, in Luke 1, verse 26 to 38, 12 verses, and we'll get going. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her saying, greetings, O favored one. You guys say it. Say greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. I know the angel was more excited than y'all. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what kind of greeting this would be. And the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Say favor with God. We're getting Pentecostal today. Come on, I can jump in these heels. And behold, you will receive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name his, you should call his name Jesus. Scream, Jesus. Woo. This is like better than a football game. I'm just getting pumped. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Say forever. And his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I'm a virgin, a.k.a. I've never had sex, never gotten on. How's that going to happen, right? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is in the sixth month with her who was called barren. This is my favorite. For nothing will be impossible with God. Shout it out. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray. God. I thank you for your word that's been preserved for us today. I thank you that we didn't come to church just to get information, but to get transformation. And Lord, we never come to church to hear from a man or a woman. We come to hear from your Holy Spirit, who is the teacher of the church. So Holy Spirit, teach through me today. Use me, God. Speak to your people what you want them to hear individually, Lord. And God, we pray for all the other churches in the Inland Empire and around the world who are preaching your gospel. For we never see ourselves as in competition with them, but as co-laborers to bring one name famous, one name, and that is the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. All right, hug 72 people and sit down. That's only one, 72. (laughs) All right. Well, to tell you a little bit about myself, some of you know me and some of you don't know me too well. I am super competitive. I am, I just like to get first place when in a competition, not because of anything except I just want to be the best. I'm just being real here in church. I'm just like laser focused on just winning. But I'm just, you know, if you play sports with me, I'm just secretly like that inside. Like I won't be the crazy person that's like in your like, hey, 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 no, I'm not like that. Just like that on the inside where I'm really frustrated if I'm losing, Um, And Jonathan can attest to this last Thanksgiving. We played uh, played Monopoly. It was my first time playing Monopoly ever. I know, weird, right? Like, who hasn't played Monopoly? It was my first time. And so they're sharing me the rules, and um, Jonathan, you know, thinks he's the Monopoly king. Well, even though it was my first time, I schooled them! Not like really, like even though he totally tried to cheat, I totally schooled him. And so, again, this is why Pastor Jonathan actually won't like play sports with me or go to the gym with me because it's always a competition and I always want to beat him. So, this is kind of just in my nature. Well, my whole life, I just wanted to, you know, focus on what my goal is and to go for it. And so, I grew up in Canada. Any Canadians? Woo woo? None. All right. Be thankful you're here. It's really cold there right now, um, and it's funny. We really—it's. I'll just share this. My whenever we Facetime, my parents will be like, "Oh, it's cold here too," and we'll Facetime them and show the mountains, and we'll be like, "See, it's cold here too," and they'll be like, "Really? No, it's not the same thing." But um, anyway, so in Canada, I grew up um, there. And there they have the Royal Conservatory of Music. And so my parents, like, as any good Syrian-Canadian family, like, we did every kind of sport and activity. My heel is totally okay, stuck in there. Um, We did every kind of activity possible. So I know I've talked about this before, but my big fat Greek wedding, anyone, that's, like, kind of my life. And so, which they didn't show in there, is that most parents from other countries, they'll be like, okay, we want our kids to be the best. We're going to put them in piano, Lessons and in skating lessons and in swimming lessons. And so we did all these kind of lessons. And for piano in Canada, you took from the Royal Conservatory of Music, which means it was like super intense and you had to do competitions. And I actually have a piano, uh, a picture. Yeah, this, oh, that's even wider than I thought. Makes you look even chubbier than I did in eighth grade. So, um, and I had all these like awards. And I actually, my my dad just sent me a picture, yes, of like the trophies that they still have. I mean, I'm a 35 year old woman. And my parents still have these kind of awards in, my, in their home, and so you know I would just always compete and always be like, "It's about my ability. I can just focus." And the truth is, I didn't even like playing the piano. Like really, like I, Everyone's like, you know, are you want to be a musician? I'm like, no, I just want to beat people. Was that I just wanted to win? I just competed and I did what my parents told me, and I took lessons. But my whole life, my my whole trajectory has been about putting my mind to something and focusing about my own ability, about me doing something to make a goal, to make it happen. And then I became a Christian a few years ago in my 20s. A few years ago, I'm 35, I still think I'm like 25. And um in my mid-20s I became a Christian and Jonathan and I got married and we felt really strongly the Lord wanted us to start a church. And we were like, I remember thinking like that that's not in my ability realm. Like I don't know how I'm gonna actually like walk forward. We don't got no money. We don't have any people. We don't have any money. We don't have any money. (laughs) You know, we don't have... That's not true. We did have some kids because we had like three families and they each had like seven kids each. So we had a children's ministry and Janelle so lovingly agreed to... Well, we forced her but to be the children's ministry director. So we just didn't have things. And I realized in my Christian walk that my whole plan of like putting my mind to something and just I have the ability, I can do it. The things that God was asking us to do and asking me to do personally... I couldn't do it in my own ability. And I wonder if Mary maybe was a little bit like me. She was 13, 14, we don't know. She was a young teenager. She must have been a good girl, you know. said so the favor has been upon you. Um, I bet she was a straight-A student. This is just me imagining, imagining what Mary's life would be. Maybe she was someone who was like goal-oriented. She's like, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have a family. I'm going to do all these things. And then one day, this ginormous angel comes to her and says, Hey, you're going to birth the Son of God, and we're going to do it through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, crickets. That's what I literally think is happening. The greatest miracle of all time was going to come to this girl who maybe throughout her whole life, she's done stuff in her abilities, but she's like, hold up. And she was much kinder than me. I for sure would have been like, because at those days, if you were pregnant and not, she was betrothed, but they weren't married yet, you would get stoned. There were some serious consequences to this. And so instead of saying, well, I definitely can't do it on my own ability. I really don't want to lose my life for this. She said the words that I've decided literally through the last two weeks of studying this that I want to be my life first. And she said, and we put on the screen, it's verse 37 and 38. Mary says, behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Could you imagine if we lived our lives like that? Like if God came to us and was like, you know, Aaron, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. I want you to do this for my church. I want you to do this at work. I want you to do this in your marriage, and your home. And you're thinking, okay, God, I only have so much time. I only have so much capacity. And a lot of the times when God asks us to do something in faith, how many times do we usually like... Maybe this is just me. I'm going to just have my own therapy session up here. How many times do we just, like, make up excuses? Or they're, like, really good excuses. It's not like we're just making them up. Like, you're busy, right? You got a lot of things going. It's not like, you know, we're just pushing off God for no reason. There's, like, reality happening. Life is hard. There's a lot going on. But imagine if we, like Mary said, well, behold, I am a servant of the Lord. And if you are a believer, you are a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word, not my thoughts. Your word, not my ability. Oh, come on. Woo! That's right. Woo! Imagine what would happen because it says that with God, nothing is, nothing is, nothing is, so if nothing is impossible with God, why do we limit him? I'm preaching to myself. Why do I limit him? Why do I tell God? I don't got time for that. I don't have enough resources. I don't have enough ability when he asks me to do something. I was like this, just even preparing for this message. (laughs) I literally was like, Lord, I can't can't do this. I'm literally throwing up in my mouth being up here. Like, that's how nerve, like I'm sweating so bad. Like, my butt cheeks are probably sweating. (laughs) Like, just reality of my life. Like, I'm just not, you know, I'm not equipped. I know some of you are like, TMI, TMI. Hopefully Pastor Jonathan is not watching this service online. I think he is preaching, so that's a good thing. Record the next one. But, you know, like, it's not in my capacity. I didn't have, I thought, Lord, I didn't even have enough time. Like, this work was crazy. Jonathan's been, God, I mean, single moms, if you're a single mom, I literally will, like, kiss you, hug you. If I had a million dollars, I will give it to you. Because single momhood is, like, for real. Because when you have a two-year-old crying, a one-year-old crying, you only have two hands. You're trying to manage it all. You're not sleeping. You're still, like, nursing a baby who decides to wake up, like, every hour on the hour. (laughs) Right? And when you don't get sleep, and then your boss needs things. I mean, it feels like you're holding... I'm like, I don't have time to study this message. So I literally told Pastor Scott, like, yeah, so you're preaching on Sunday? And he's like, no, I'm not available. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> you know, because, because we just do that and because it's just life, because life gets busy. And I know that I get my priorities stuck on whatever the immediate thing is versus what the eternal thing is, right? Is it just me? Okay. Friend of room with friends, hook me up here, and so. Um, If you're taking notes, we want to, I want to come up with like three things today. And if you're a Christian, take notes. (laughs) Because I don't want this to be about, hey, we're just like coming to service and we're just going to learn a pretty word. No, I really want this to be something that you take and then you walk out there and you change your world. You change this house. This, I believe what God wants to do in this house is huge. But oftentimes we're just too busy to get the work done that God wants for us. And or even in our hearts, maybe it's just something for you personally that God wants to do. And we're just too busy. So take out a pen. If you don't have a pen, I, I know the um, house crew can get you one, but we're going to do three things, right? Three things down that I believe that God is speaking in this, that he's already spoken to me and that I believe will be for you. And so point number one, it's not about your ability. It's about your availability. You got that? It's not about your ability. It's about your what? Availability. Here's the deal, we serve a supernatural God who wants to do supernatural things in and through us, and yet we limit him because of what we think we can do. I I know that I do, and I um, heard this said, and I wrote this down, like this needs to be like a post-it on my windshield. Write this down if you're taking notes. Faith is releasing yourself from every argument. You got that? Faith is releasing yourself from every argument. Mary could have come up with every argument why this is the dumbest plan anyone has ever told her and why it doesn't make sense and why it's going to harm her, why it's going to be causing so many issues, why she doesn't want to have to change her whole life plan to follow what God has asked her to do. She could have done that and she could have said, it's not in my ability, but she said, you know what? I'm available. And the reason why I know she said she was available and not that she would have got it all together is because the truth is, even though she said, yeah, let it be to me according to your word, she didn't know how it was going to happen. She didn't know what the next day would look like. She didn't know what the next week would work out. The angel didn't do what I wish God would do for me, which is send me an email and say, hey, I want you to do something, but here's the 10 steps of how it's all going to work out, right? (laughs) No, she just said, well, I'm available. And the walk of faith is like this, where you just walk. You just take the next step and the next step, and if God told us what 20 steps down the road would be, we definitely would have ran the other way, right? Oftentimes, we're just too scared. I know that I'm too scared to imagine what God could actually do, and I don't take that first step. So be like Mary. Just be available. This is um, something that I also wrote. What is faith to us is God's reality, Okay, so what's faith to us? which seems like a high, pie in the sky, crazy thing that God wants us to do—that is God's reality. <laughs> that's what He knows. That's what He. That's what is He exists in. And so, if we would just walk it out, we'd walk into God's reality instead of our own ability. That's just not gonna get us anywhere. Most people don't have faith because they're trying to conjure up, and I'm speaking about myself, (laughs) most people, aka Pauline, because they are trying to conjure up reasonable ideas that make sense to them, as opposed to just saying, I'm going to jump, God. I'm in. I'm your girl. I'm available. I got a lot of things going on, but you know what? It's not as important as what you have for me. And oftentimes, We just don't do that. But Mary did that. And then what happened? The miraculous. The most amazing thing that has transpired in our earth's history is the Messiah, the God of the universe, coming and rescuing us. Because she said, yes, I'm available. And here's the thing. Yeah, there won't be another gospel story and anything as miraculous as that. And... I believe what God truly wants. And I'm not just saying this. I really believe it in my heart. And it seems crazy sometimes to just say it. But what I believe that he wants for like our church, for you individually, for me personally, is to do those miraculous things. Is to save people around us. Is to like revolutionize our city and do things around the world for the gospel. I really believe that. I'm just not saying that. For real. I need like water. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I'm saying things that I really believe in my heart. And it's because it's based on his word. It's based on his word. It's not based on just my, you know, belief or based on, you know, what I think is a pretty thing. I I really believe it. I really believe if Christians, and starting with us, would just live that out, just live a passionate life where we're just going to say, yes, God, I'm available. I don't have the ability in my own natural self, but I'm available. Miracles would happen. And so when I think about this walk of faith, you know, Oftentimes, and this is, again, speaking about myself, um, when we have, when we think about people's abilities, that's what we usually decide is what's going to be reasonable. So, like, if Matt, matter Matt around here, if Matt came up to me and was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a guitar CD. I'm going to, you know, do a solo guitar CD. I'm like, Matt, it's a good idea. I've seen you play. You are Rocket brother. <laughs> the hair? Awesome. Maybe we'll make some sales. Just get a cool picture. <laughs> You know, that would be reasonable because Matt is musical and God's gifted him. And that makes sense. But when you have like a God-given crazy, and I think you should do that if that's what you want to do, by the way. (laughs) But what happens is when there's like God-sized dreams that he's given you in your heart. Right? Like if someone came up to me and they knew me growing up and they were like, oh, Pauline became, you know, a a professional pianist. And she traveled around the world doing piano. they would be like, oh. That makes sense. You know, she studied for that. She did that a lot. But if someone said, hey, Pauline um, started a women's ministry that she believed in her heart, and I say this, and it seems, that's why the walk of faith, like Pastor Jonathan will say, sometimes it just seems like you're lying because it doesn't make sense. But like, I believe that God has called Fierce to be a worldwide movement of women doing things in their city, in their country, around the world, to rescue kids, to share the gospel, to bring the good news, to feed the poor. I really believe that in my heart. Amen, right? But if I tell that to my high school friends who grew up with me and knew I was that pianist, that sports kid, you know what they'll do? They'd laugh right? They laugh just like I'm sure people laughed at Mary, because that's a God-sized dream. That's not something that I could do in my ability or that seems like it's in my natural capacity to do, but that is a God-sized dream. And imagine if we all started walking out those God-sized dreams in our life. If you don't have a dream in your heart that is laughable (laughs) to not your friends here, y'all better not laugh at each other, but (laughs) your unbelieving friends, family who are just like, whoa, that would be crazy, Imagine if we all lived those dreams out. That is when miracles would happen. That's when I believe our cities would be changed. And I just think that we live in a world where we're so encouraged to live life to our own abilities that we just don't make ourselves available to God's possibilities. And so um, point number one, it's not about your ability, it's about your what? Availability. Availability. Point number two. It's not about being confident in our capabilities but being consumed with God's capacity. Let me say it again. It's not about being confident in our cap- capabilities but being consumed with God's capacity for nothing, say nothing is impossible with him. Have you ever tried to focus on two things at once? Like like, really focus on two things at once. And um, Ursel, I'm just going to pick on you because we went to college together and I used to call you Urselli and your middle name is Ivan, Ivanini. He would just come on up. <laughs> You're my favorite people, dude. Do we love Ursel? Yeah, woo! Okay, so yeah. It's not awkward. It's cool. It's going to be good. But I'm going to do something that I'm, I'm going to apologize in advance for, just, so you know. Oh, <laughs> okay, so I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to imagine being on like a Hawaiian beach. Just like with the sand just you feel it in your hands. Very I'm not a very good storyteller. <laughs> The sun just basking on your bald head. Okay. You're drinking like a pina colada, some cold water, just something that's just refreshing. You're getting a massage, a massage on your back by a beautiful lady. <laughs> you are just enjoying this very peaceful, beautiful day. <laughs> Wife. I just pinched him really hard. Ruined the thing. <laughs> so what happened? Did you forget what you were just talking about or what I was just saying? Some of it I did. Some of it I didn't. That was a great picture. <laughs> but most of it I forgot. Yes. Okay. Well, the answer should be yes. <laughs> I didn't pinch you hard enough. But the point is, it's, <laughs> startled I startled you. So the point is, if he's so consumed with imagining this, if I, had really, like if I had really hurt you, which I probably don't have the capacity to do, but if I did, you know, if you were laid up on the floor, kind of hurt, you wouldn't remember that amazing picture I was just giving you. True. Got it? Got it. You guys got it? got it? Okay, have him sit down. Thank you. So I'll give it up for him. <laughs> Woo! That would be funny if I actually did something that, like, laid you on the ground. <laughs> I, we're friends. I wouldn't do that. But here's the thing. When you are totally consumed with something, and this example being when you're totally consumed by just what God can do, right? Consumed with God's abilities. You don't have the time to just think about your inability and the confidence that you don't have in yourself. Did that point preach? Are you guys getting that? So come back into it. I can focus, and that's what I was doing when I was like preparing for this message. And when I do things in my life where God asks me to do it, and I'm just like, God, I can't do it. It's because I'm so focused on my inability. That's where my focus is. I don't think about God's incredible power of what He's gonna do in and through me. And this life verse, I mean, this is God, this is to make you preach. I don't know what will. But the Holy Spirit, which raised Christ from the dead, lives in you the Holy Spirit who raised Christ from the dead lives in you and I and then we think we can't do it it's not about us and again, I was having to scream this to myself as I'm throwing up in my mouth, as I'm just like worried about what God's asking me to do. Because I'm like, Paul, it's not about you. It's not about having confidence in my own capability. It is having confidence that the Holy Spirit, which lives on the inside of me as a believer, which raised Christ from the dead, is going to karate chop whatever I need to get done because it's about him getting glory and him working in and through me. Come on. And I just get so riled up and messed up when my focus is on me, when it should be on God and what he can do. Mary said, yeah, I don't have the ability to do it, but behold, I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be according to me and what your word says, not what I can do. And so point number three, our last point is it's not about what I can do to make it work, but what he accomplishes by his word. You got that? It's not about what I can do to make it work, but what he accomplishes by his word. And I want you guys to think about this for a moment. I have some um, images I want them to put up on the screen, like this lion. God spoke and a lion existed. One word. This bird, this beautiful bird. God spoke and this bird existed. This. This. Grass, the sky, trees, this picturesque thing, God spoke and it existed. It is by his word that this amazing, vast thing existed. It wasn't because a human said, yeah, God, I'm going to do some things and you're going to get glory and that's how it's all going to work out. No. No. It's because the word of God is powerful. It's not just like another book. It's not just like another nice story. But God can speak and things exist. We read his word and things can happen because his word is alive and moving and real and powerful. And we get to preach about it. We get to believe it. And we squander it sometimes because we don't believe that God will really accomplish what He said He's going to accomplish. Because we're so worried about our own ill abilities. One of my like life verses is Ephesians three twenty and twenty and twenty and twenty one. And I can put it up now. To Him, say to Him. Who is able to do far more abundantly, and I love it exceedingly, more than I can ever ask or think, according to the power at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You guys, it's about him who's able to do far more than I could ever imagine or ask or think or do on my own. just, I want us to be a people who like live this out, who don't just come to church. And, um, and I don't think we are, I think we're like doing amazing things for God. And I just, again, this word perhaps was just for me where I was like, Pauline, you are blocking God. You are stopping God. You're making up excuses because you think you're too busy with all these things you have coming at you when God's asked you to do some things. Well, I'm just going to be really real um, for fierce. There's all these ideas I have in my head, and I've let so many other things come in the way, like my job stuff. It feels like it's like nonstop, and I'm like, Pauline. God wants you to do something. The women want to do something. Let's do something. Now let's just talk about it. Let's not just meet once a year. Let's be a movement that really does something for the name of Jesus. And I believe we have already, but I'm believing that in 2017, I don't know if it's like meeting monthly. I'm like, God, where would we meet? How could we do this? Just to talk about ideas. You know what? God's going to make it happen because I'm going to be available. And I'm going to walk it out. However, you're with me. <laughs> And so there are these um, cards that you would have got on your um, seats. (sighs) For nothing will be impossible with God. And as Mary said, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. For nothing will be impossible with God. For nothing will be impossible with God. You say it? For nothing will be impossible with God. And so I want to take a few minutes. So I don't want this to be about like where you got pumped up and you saw me running in heels and getting excited. It's not about that. It's about us actually walking it out and doing something about it personally. And so with the next um, five minutes that we have together, um, if you would do me a favor and write down one thing. There might be a few things and uh, you can definitely do that, but at least one thing. Write the one thing, this God, a God-sized dream that would be laughable to anyone except your friends in this room that God has put in your heart. Whether that's at work, at church, you know, in your family, whatever it is. A God-sized dream that God has put in your heart that you want to write down, you want to memorize, you want to say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to be available to it. I'm not going to, you know, make more excuses. I'm not going to block you. I'm going to make myself available to that. And so um, I think we have about six minutes. So I actually want you to share this also with the person next to you. I want you to take three minutes to write it down. I want you to take three minutes to actually talk to someone next to you. And maybe you don't know the person. That's even better. Sometimes it's better when you talk to someone who doesn't know you. Because they'll be like, what? You want to do what? Come on, let's be real. And so just take a moment and let's. Let's really just mean what this means personally for me. I'm going to write this down as well, but let's take the next five minutes to do that. And I want all of you guys to take your card and raise it up. Take your card and raise it up. And I want you to say what's on it. Say, for nothing will be impossible with God. Say, behold, behold I, am I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me, be to me. According, to according to your word. Not according to my ability, not according to my capability, but according to your word, which lasts, which lasts forever. God, I pray right now, Lord, that You would just take this moment, God. You would take this moment and you would just fasten it in our hearts. That, Lord, that we would um, live out these God-sized dreams that I believe you've put in each and every one of our lives. That, God, we would just be a people who would say, yes, Lord, I am available. I am your servant. Let it be to me according to your word. And God, that lives would be transformed ours first and then others around us because of the miracles I believe that you have in store for us, God, because through you nothing is impossible. And so right now I even pray against any doubt. I pray against the enemy who wants to cause fear, who wants to cause division, who wants to cause ascension, who wants to remind even myself, you can't do that. What are you thinking? You don't have time to do that. You don't have the ability. I want you to say, devil, it's not about that. It is about my God, whom nothing is impossible. And so today, God, we declare and we demand, God, that you would come through on your promises. We know you will. We know that we will. And we stand today as a memorial God, holding these cards. God, may we just remind ourselves of what you want to do in and through us, God. That transformation would happen in our lives because of your word which lasts forever. And we ask these things in your precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Can you guys give it up for the Lord? God, you are awesome. You're the one who gives us these dreams and you're the one who will get the glory. And so I'm doing this as a promise to myself to unto the Lord, that I would walk out what he asked me and I wouldn't block him by my own inabilities and my own excuses. You guys may sit down.